On today's episode of the Korea Pact podcast, we're going to be talking about why sometimes being right does not matter. If you guys have been enjoying the recent episodes, make sure to follow us on Spotify wherever you're listening and on all socials at the Korea Pact podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. And let's get into today's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Korea Pact podcast. My name is Neil Patel. I'm the host of this podcast. And on this pod, I combine creativity and impact and hope to give more than I can get. For those of you who are new, welcome. We're doing a podcast every single day straight for one year. We're on episode number 92. Today, we are talking about why sometimes being right doesn't matter and it's just wrong. So why are we talking about this? Well, because we have a world of people that enjoy being right. A lot of people enjoy it. I enjoy it. You enjoy it. We all do. But sometimes being right just simply does not matter. And I want to talk about why, again, that does not matter and a couple different ways we can look at this. And even this podcast, I think about this often. I'm sure there are right ways to do this. There's better ways of doing this. And some may agree with how I do it and some don't, but that's completely okay. And that is the beauty of creation because you get to do it your own way. So I watched this TED Talk by Jennifer Bascom on why sometimes being right is just wrong. And I will link this below. And I suggest, I highly suggest you give this a listen because it's very, very good insight on how we try to constantly use this addiction of being right in our lives, our relationships, and everything in between. So there's a couple key points in this that I'm going to cover throughout this podcast on everything that Jennifer was talking about. So the first one is that our brain is addicted to being right. That's simple, first off, straight off the bat. It's addicted to being right. And it comes in the way of our relationships, the way we communicate, the way we learn, our creativity, our curiosity. All of those things are impacted when we put being right at the forefront of every conversation and everything in life. A great example that Jennifer uses in this TED Talk is what's one thing that you've always wanted to try, but you haven't because you don't have the guts or you have the fear of not doing it the quote unquote, the right way. There is no the right way. It's just you do it based off of your creation. And just take a second to think how many things you haven't tried because you're scared that you can't do it the right way or that it won't look good or the judgment of what other people are going to think. And that thing, that one thing comes in our way is our need to be right and do it the right way. That's the one thing that comes in our way all the time. It's a false narrative that we create in our mind that tells us like, hey, Neil, you're not doing this thing right or you're doing this wrong. When the case is, who the hell defines what's right and what's wrong? Who defines that? Because it's completely up to us. And I want to say something verbatim that Jennifer said in here that was super, super insightful. And it says this, or she says this. There's science behind this. When we feel challenged or judged, cortisol floods our brain and disables us from listening, logic, and feeling compassion. We basically become the idiot version of ourselves. And a chemical that needs to, and a chemical that needs to be right takes over. Because when you prove you're right, 
awesome stuff like dopamine is released that makes you feel superior and powerful and better than everyone else around you. So that exact quote that she said, it is this high that we get and it's this feeling of being right that's super addictive. And I felt that in the past. I'm sure you have as well. So when we get proven wrong, when things don't go our way and when someone's someone gives us a slap in the face that makes us think like, oh shit, I'm wrong. We don't like the way that makes us feel. We feel dumb, stupid, like a loser. And there's another thing to consider, however. It's called this thing connection. Connection. When connecting with someone with simply the intent to understand rather than to like prove yourself right or wrong, oxytocin gets released. Oxytocin gets released when we connect with someone that regulates empathy and an overall bond, which is another thing that Jennifer mentions. So instead of focusing on feeling like we're dumb, stupid, or a loser for getting proven wrong, why don't we focus on the intent to understand or try to connect with someone, whether it's through questions, whether it's through listening, whether it's through, again, not trying to prove yourself right. When you connect with someone, that's what happens. Oxytocin gets released. And the crazy thing is that connecting feels just as good as being right, for me at least. Further on, she shares three things that can help people overcome this addiction of wanting to be right and why sometimes, again, being right just doesn't matter and it's simply wrong. So number one, we should celebrate our screw-ups. We have to celebrate them. Again, think, how many times did you mess up today? We all messed up today, probably. We all said something we didn't mean or made a silly mistake that we could have easily avoided. It's okay. We're human. We have all probably messed up today in any shape or form. So let's say if you're in a communications class, given a presentation, um, or excuse me, if when you're in communications class and you see someone presenting and they stutter or mess up, don't laugh and stop paying attention. Do your best to like uplift them. Keep some sort of eye contact. Give them a nod to keep going. Whisper to be like, hey, dude, it's okay. Just breathe. Like, Finish it. You're doing great. Or let's say if you're a sports person, if you're playing sports, a team game, let's say you're playing basketball, someone makes a mistake, throws the ball out of bounds, it's a bad pass. Don't yell at them or give them a look, a look that just signifies you hate them. Just be like, hey, it's okay. On to the next play. Just keep your head up, man. Keep playing. It's those little things where we must celebrate the screw-ups because they're going to happen. Give people the permission to mess up. Personally, the biggest one that I struggle with, and you guys might find this super funny, I struggle with this on the road. I am a raging honker. I always honk my horn. So this is big for me in order to help people um, or help me give people the permission to screw up or just like cut me off in traffic or do something silly on the road because, Neil, it's going to happen. So just celebrate the screw-ups. It is completely okay. If someone cuts you off, just give yourself a little hooray to be like, wow, things like this happen, and I gave that person the permission to screw up today because it's going to happen. Number two, 
make each other look good. Root for people around you to win. Whatever it is that people are doing or what they want to do, there is a power in just making people feel important, supported, instilling some sort of confidence in them. And with that comes no need to make someone else feel stupid, dumb, or wrong for the things that they believe in. The way they talk, how they look, all that does not matter. If you focus on just trying to make other people look good and feel good and feel confident, feel supported, why would we ever need to focus on being right or having this attachment, this ego around, oh, I'm right, you're wrong. Oh, I did this, you did that wrong. Why does that matter? When it comes to my relationships, that's another one that I can talk about. With my partner and friends, I do my best to always try and see the good in people. And and the good in them that just makes them stand out as the type of person that they are, especially especially in social situations. So if my friends are, you know, asking about my partner or if they're, or if they're asking about my close friends, I try to say how they've helped me or been there for me, the things that they've taught me. And sure, 1 million percent, there are times where I butt heads with them or things don't go to plan. That happens. It's part of life, but that's what friends are for. That's what relationships are for. That's what life partners are for. There's going to be ups and downs. You butt heads, you forgive them, and you know you move on. But do everything in our power to make people look good for what they stand for. Just make each other look good. And the third one, it's a little method called yes and. So when a conversation comes about where you disagree with someone saying the world or saying the word no or no, that's not true or no, that's wrong. When we use the word no, and I'm sure we have people that say, no, that's not right or no, that's wrong or no, Neil, that's just not true. No, but this is how it's supposed to be. The conversation doesn't go anywhere. It just keeps the conversation from building for it keeps a conversation from building into what it's supposed to be, which is just a conversation, not a sport to be like, oh, again, I'm right and you're wrong. Because when it gets to that, the conversation is just plateaued. It's stagnated. It's not going to go anywhere. So the yes and method can be implemented like this. Yes, I see your point of view on that. And I think we can implement that along with X, Y, and Z. Again, yes, I see your point of view on that, and I think we can implement that along with X, Y, and Z. So ultimately, it's this method to accept change or disagreement and take action to move things forward. And you can take that action with your words or a question. Here's a couple more examples, okay? Yes, I left college early, and I've met some amazing people since I've left. Yes, I took a big risk, and it paid off for me years down the line. Yes, I made a mistake, and I learned from it to be better, and so on. And I'm sure you guys can make millions of examples with that little method. But just that little yes and techniques or technique keeps us away from saying no but. Because when, we're the, when we become the no but people, not only does the conversation not progress, but you stop trying to connect with someone, your curiosity goes away, you're not as creative in the conversation, you don't listen. All those things go out the window and the person probably 
probably will like you a little less because now you're just arguing with them and you're trying to, again, prove them wrong and force your beliefs onto them, which, again, sometimes just doesn't matter. So the next time, if you guys are ever hell-bent on being right, keep these three things in mind for why sometimes being right doesn't matter and to get out of our wanting to be right addiction. Get out of that addiction. Celebrate the screw-ups, make other people look good, and use the yes and technique. Celebrate the screw-ups, make other people look good, the yes and technique. That's all I have for you guys today. I hope this was a little bit insightful, something, you know, maybe a little bit different, but, and it might be a hot take too, because I know to a lot of people being right and being proven wrong or whatever, it's important to them, but sometimes it just simply does not matter. Like I always say, guys, take care, tell someone that you love them, go do something nice for some, go do something nice for them today. Jesus, I can't talk today, but Follow this podcast wherever you're listening. Share it with a friend and give it a rating. Helps us out a ton. Follow us on all socials at The Career Pact Podcast. Have some pretty cool guests coming on in the coming weeks. I love you guys and I will see you guys tomorrow. Peace.